I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. At Harry's, we keep it simple. We make sharp, durable blades and offer them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We obsess over... Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home proudly serving the area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here on this Thursday here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Uh, high school basketball on tap tonight. Colin and I will be on the call as uh, for some girls basketball action down at Musselman as Martinsburg travels to Musselman. 7.30 tip, 7 p.m. Johnny's Express tip-off show on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube only due to the Bob Huggins Coaches Show on Talk Radio WRNR on the terrestrial radio side of things. Um, but uh, it should be an exciting matchup tonight, Colin. Yeah, looking forward to it. These two teams haven't met yet this year, and the uh, last time they did was for a uh, trip to the state championship on the line. It was last year's regional final. For those of you who do remember, if not, it was Martinsburg that came out on top 65 to 51 in this one. But both teams are uh, struggling this year, to say the least. Martinsburg 0-7, Musselman one and nine, so I was gonna say that they're kind we'll, of far we'll see from if, very far removed it yeah. seems right now from where they were just last season. Yeah, I mean Martinsburg lost I think five or six seniors. Musselman lost, I believe it was two or three. I'd have to double check my uh rosters from last year for that one, but nonetheless tonight, hopefully whoever gets the win gets some momentum going forward. And uh some other games on tap in the Eastern Panhandle tonight. Uh, Hedgesville versus Spring Mills Girls Basketball. That is 6.30 p.m. according to the EPAC WV.org, the EPAC, the Eastern Panel Athletic Conference schedule website. Uh, that game at Spring Mills High School, uh, or I guess they have it scheduled twice, so it may be a 7.30 tip. I'm not too certain on that JV one. JV University. It, now the JV game says, oh, yeah, so it looks like. I don't know. There's two schedules on here. There's JV Girls Basketball, Hedgesville versus Spring Mills at 5 p.m. and then 6 p.m. and then 6.30 and 7.30. So Maybe one was supposed to be freshman. I don't know. It usually girls. Usually it would be programs about an hour freshmen, before. But so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that that's all going on in the uh, Berkeley County side of things. Let me double check the schedule here and see what's going on. In... Uh, Jefferson, I believe I saw that it's supposed to be those two schools girls wise yep, playing against looking... each other. You stole the words right out of my mouth, Colin. I was, I was just... going to let you look at the boys. I was just looking there. Uh, for Washington, um, they don't get back. They're in action tomorrow. Uh, so it's the Thursday, Friday, just like it is here. Yep. Uh, the two teams going at it. Uh, so tomorrow night it will be Washington boys versus Jefferson boys. Uh, and Washington still trying to figure out their team as they lost to Martinsburg by uh, 48 points last week, or uh, the game that we had on Tuesday. Yeah, that would be a tough one, obviously, against Jefferson because so far it looks like Jefferson's the best team in the EPAC, and Martinsburg was kind of off to a slow start and beat you by 48. So. You know, hopefully for Washington, they can get their best player back in uh, Augerbeam if they have him 
it gives them certainly a much better chance. But right now, it's just about getting better for a team like them because uh, I don't think they can compete with a team like Jefferson at this point in the season. But maybe toward the end of the year, they're playing at a better or at a high le- higher level, and they could maybe uh, compete with Jefferson. But Jefferson right now looks like the best team in the EPAC. So I don't expect that one to be very close tomorrow. But um, you know, a chance for Washington to show some improvement from that Martinsburg game. And if you can build some confidence and play tight with Jefferson for a little bit, uh, that will help you heading into the later part of the season. But it's a very young Washington team, so it's going to be very tough for them to. There are definitely during that game. There were definitely like spurts. You could see they're trying to get it together, and that they have individuals. They have some talented guys that just uh, need to kind of meld a little bit better with the whole team in general. There are a lot of guys doing some good things for that Washington boys team on Tuesday night. Yeah, and like you said, it came in at instances, but when you don't have your best player, when you're playing one of the better teams in the EPAC in Martinsburg, and you don't have a ton of experience, it's very tough. So they're a young team. They're going to get better. I like what their coach, uh, Hilliard, Trent Hilliard, had told us in the pregame about how he envisions his team moving forward. And, you know, anytime you have a coach that has a plan, has – a vision for the team you know he knows that this team right now isn't ready to compete against most of these top teams in the EPAC but maybe by the end of the year they'll be playing better and maybe come next year they'll be you know a much better team in the EPAC so uh you know I like their perspective yeah and you always got to look at the fact that with this region the section split up with three teams each so the top seed will get the bye automatically into the uh sectional championship the other two play each other and then in that sectional championship you lose you still have a shot at states you can go two and one and be a team in that state tournament around here so washington could play spoiler you never know come playoff time yeah definitely and uh you know moving to the other jefferson county team when we had talked to coach lewis on the show uh, the first time we had kind of talked about their schedule and what it was shaping up to be in the month of January and the games that they would be playing, especially against some tough opponents. I'm um, looking on their schedule right now on the Jefferson Cougars Athletics.org website. And uh, remember, we talked about them having the ability to go play in, uh, in that tournament in Maryland, the Hoop Buzz Showcase in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Unfortunately, it appears that has been canceled, so they're no longer going to get to play some very good competition in River the Riverdale Baptist School that was set for uh, Saturday. Yeah, so, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because how good Jefferson's been. That would even if they lost that game, that team would that game would make them a lot better than they even were because Riverdale Baptist, one of the top schools, um, you know, in the the DMV area. Uh, when it comes to private schools. So that that game, not having that game, we, they kind of knew it was going to happen. When we talked to Coach Lewis, he was very uncertain about that game happening, but it's officially canceled according to their schedule. And anytime you get to challenge yourself with a team out of state too, it doesn't really matter that much in terms of how it will affect you uh, in standings and stuff like that, but it will matter in terms of how it affects you as getting better as a basketball team, You know, playing those good teams from out of state can help you come playoff time because it gets you that experience against a high-quality team. And that's who you're going to see down in Charleston if you're able to get there, which I think Jefferson is certainly expecting to be there. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I would tend to agree on that. And, uh, you know, not being able to play this Riverdale Baptist team, uh, you know, they're not look, looking on their maps, perhaps not sure how, it, it, you know, exact it is, but it looks like they've had a lot of game can, games canceled due to COVID this year as well. So, uh, you know, definitely having that team on the schedule was, as we talked to him at the time, going to be good to help them overall as a team. Uh, but, you know, then they'll just look forward to going back to EPAC play as the next game will be at Spring Mills on the 18th. Uh, but definitely a lot of action going on in high school basketball here in the Eastern Panhandle as uh, we get down to kind of some meaningful time during uh, the season with uh, just over a month and two weeks away from sectional play. Looking forward well, to Well, I guess less again, than that for girls basketball. Especially looking forward to tonight. Definitely I am as well. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back. We'll talk some uh, Shepherd basketball and other college bas- basketball. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. WB Medicine Berkeley Medical Center recently became the first hospital in West Virginia to acquire advanced seizure monitoring. This high-tech system is being used at the intensive care unit at Berkeley Medical Center to monitor brain activity of critically ill or injured patients at high risk of experiencing non-convulsive seizures. With the rapid response EEG, Berkeley Medical Center clinicians have access to the most advanced diagnostic information, allowing them to make informed treatment decisions quickly. WBU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg has a brand new list of daily specials. Monday, stop on in for burger night or enjoy a nice juicy steak every Tuesday and Wednesday. The Palace Lounge also offers freshly steamed shrimp Thursdays and chef specials every Friday and Saturday. Sunday is all-day breakfast and there are drink specials daily too. So come enjoy the Palace Lounge. You can find them on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 on Comcast Channel 10 in Jefferson and Berkeley counties and streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. 
talk some Shepherd women's basketball action. Men had their game postponed last night, if I do believe is correct. Uh, they had that game postponed with uh, Bloomsburg because it appears uh, one team has the COVID protocol issues. Uh, so that game didn't get played, but the women's game did get played. And uh, sh- unfortunately, Shepherd women's basketball on the losing end. Now that's two straight. This one, though, by 11 instead of 271 to 60. So they're now on a two-game losing streak. Uh, but, you know, some good things coming from uh, Shepherd on the women's side. Junior guard Abby Beeman had a game-high 22 points to pace the Rams, 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 8 from beyond the arc. And she had a game-high 5 assists. Uh, graduate student forward Sydney Clayton added 15 points, seven rebounds, three steals, and a pair of blocks. Marley McLaughlin uh, chipped in with nine points and seven boards. I do believe I saw last night, too, she did get her 1,000th point. I believe I saw that from uh, Rick Kozlowski on Twitter. Um, Shepard led at halftime 32-29, to 29, uh, behind 13 from Abby Beeman in the first half. Uh, Bloomsburg took the lead for good at 53-51 to 51 on a jumper um, by Emma Saxton with 627 left in the game. The Rams later got within a point, 56-55, with a layup by Clayton uh, with 402 left, but would get no closer. Uh, just a really well shooting night, a really good shooting night from Bloomsburg, 50% from the floor. Uh, three of nine from beyond the arc and uh, 82.4 from the free throw line. Shepard, 40.3%, uh, 30, the same, uh, just about the same 33.3%, four of 12 from the three point line and 75%, six of eight from the free throw line. So uh, definitely a, a game of shooting in this one. And, you know, looking at Shepard, they just didn't make nearly as many shots as this really hot shooting Bloomsburg team had last night. 50% from the floor is kind of unheard of. Yeah, especially in the women's game. Typically, you don't see a, a super high percentage like that. Or, um, But, you know, for Shepard, I think this team has been really good this year, but you haven't played in such a long time. It, it's pretty tough to come out and I don't care December who you're 19th. playing. And go get a win. Well, even then, like to go back to last year, like they didn't play a season last year. That's so, even you know, like getting into that game shape, you know, going through the gauntlet of, of the of going through the end of Dece- the mid November through December, getting that time off, which you think is probably good for your body, but then coming back and after being with your families and potentially having some COVID issues, why they didn't get to play that exhibition game uh, at the end of December. But uh, definitely, it's a tough task coming up. They got four straight road games starting on Saturday at Lock Haven. Yeah, I guess the positive thing is your most of your team's back from being out with uh, COVID, and this one it's not a panic mode. It seemed like the team was just still not in game shape, and that's understandable from not getting to play since December 19th and now it's January 12th and their next game January 15th hopefully they should be able to get the uh dust more off them and get another win yeah. it's not too big of a deal to lose it's only a regular season game this team will be fine i feel like and go from there yeah i mean in all these you know covid's not helping with any team at all uh but 
you know, having kind of games pushed around that month of February is going to be it's going to be very stacked, especially coming up next week uh, or at the end of the month. Excuse me, January 29th, they're home against Lock Haven. Uh, January 31st, they're home against Westchester. The second of February, they're at Westchester uh, after the home game against Westchester got postponed uh, last week. Uh, but you know, then you just have a lot more games and you're to playing in a week when it comes down to, you know, what you're usually playing, because after that, they play the fifth, seventh, uh, 12th, 16th, 19th, 23rd, 26th. Uh, and then that's on top of this four game swing, uh, coming up Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So that you play four games in a week when, uh, you'd usually play not as close, maybe, a, you know, maybe seven or eight days. Well, you got to remember they did have a couple times already this year where they played back to back days. Yeah. So, the PSANC scheduling has been weird, but it has to be now due to having these uh, COVID outbreaks and exposures that have postponed multiple games. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for the men's game, they don't get on. They're hopefully going to get back in action on Saturday at Lock Haven. That game is still on for a 3 p.m. contest. Uh, but their game had to get postponed with Bloomsburg last night. And uh, as of right now, it doesn't look like they have that game on the schedule right now for the home game. Oh, they do. It's the 14th of February. So they've rescheduled that game to the 14th of February. So 12th, 14th, and 16th, and 19th, that's the week for them uh, with those four games in there because of uh, having to push that one back. So for the men's team, you know, they were already struggling – but they were kind of getting close. Uh, January 5th at Millersville, they only lost by four, 75 to 71, after losing by 10 and losing by uh, nearly 20 the, on December 18th. So they're getting close. But now they've had this long break. Does it help or hurt you? I think it could be beneficial in some ways because they've played a lot of close games this year but haven't been able to come out on top. So maybe getting a chance to go over the film. But I think – Overall, in basketball especially, you want to be playing games. Um, you know, time off from playing, you can't really simulate, even if you're healthy, uh, live game action in practice. Like, And I don't know which teams have had the COVID issues exactly. So even if Shepard's been able to practice during this time, it, it's tough to simulate that live game action. And if they haven't been able to practice, it's even harder to come out after not playing in a few days or a few weeks and uh you know get that rust off and play well so in some ways i think the off time could be a little bit beneficial for this men's team because they've had a chance to go over the film maybe see what they're doing late in games that haven't allowed them to come out on top but also you know spending a lot of time off especially in basketball i think isn't ever really a good thing you want to be playing and and you want to be in action i agree completely and that's why I was mentioning earlier that it's understandable the way that uh, Shepard fell last night women's-wise since they hadn't played since December 12th. Now, if they continue to lose here next week or what you said, four games next week, if they drop those, maybe it's time to start panicking, but I don't think they will. Yeah, definitely. West Virginia, uh, now let's move over to some other college basketball. West Virginia in action on Saturday. As I mentioned in the first segment, we'll have the Bob Huggins show tonight. 
uh, definitely nice to hear. Uh, you got to tune into that. Hear the funny stuff Bob, Bob Huggins uh, says in that in that show. But let's talk about a game uh, that we had here on the airwaves last night from Westwood One. Uh, one of our nine games throughout the rest of the season that we'll have from the Westwood One college basketball. Uh, UConn against St. John's. Uh, UConn had this one really for most of the game until uh, about five or so minutes left in the game. St. John stormed back, outscored uh, UConn. What? I see what you did there. Yeah, Red Storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, St. John stormed back and outscored UConn forty to thirty-five in the second half to tie the ball game um, at seventy-one all. And uh, it was just crazy because I I was looking at the score. I was like, oh yeah, we had this game tonight on on the airwaves because we didn't have anything else. And I was like, let me just check the ESPN and see where it was. And it, it was like with one minute left or about a minute, I think a minute. 45 or something it was like uh 69 uh with yukon on top and i was like i gotta tune into this so i tuned into it while i was uh, doing laundry and i was like holy crap they came back they tied it and then they went to overtime and it was back and forth for the first couple of minutes overtime and then yukon uh just completely uh took over at the rest of the overtime period scored 15 outscored st john's 15 to 7 in overtime to win 86 to 78 and uh, going into that game, I didn't know how good that game was going to be, but it turned out to be a very good one. Big East basketball, man. Yeah. It's always going to be a hard-fought battle. And Big East, makes it fun. UConn was like a 10-point favorite. So St. John's definitely, I think, played above expectations in that game, and that was good that we picked a good one, too. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> what was there? We didn't have anything on that night. Uh, another uh, Big East game last night, another close game. Uh Number fourteen Villanova edges number seventeen Xavier sixty four to sixty. You were tuned in a little yes, bit. Yes, I that was game. tuned into that one because my sister goes to uh, Xavier. She was at the game and it was a tough loss for them. So. Yeah, uh, but they were you know it was, they were they came back the they underdog. were down seventeen. Yeah, no, they actually were I think favored eventually oh. before game time uh, by a point. They got half, outscored yeah. by eleven thirty eight to twenty seven in the first half and yep. they came back. It was and a rough first half and that's 26. what. Yeah, I mean pretty good. Uh, They'll be hopefully fine, but it's nice to beat Villanova because they haven't, I think, five straight times now. So Yeah, another close game uh, last night. Number 10, Michigan State over Minnesota, 71-69. to uh, That, you know, two-point ball game. Number 8, Duke gets the win over Wake Forest, 76-64. Number 12, LSU with the 64-58 win over Florida. And, uh, you know, there's some college basketball on tap tonight here. Uh, two ranked teams going at it, uh, number 16, Ohio State, against number 13, Wisconsin. That's 7 p.m. on ESPN2. The Terps finally got a win last night. Yeah, they did. Double overtime over Northwestern. There you go, back in the win column. Is that their only win? <laughs> They're 9-7. and seven. Okay. But I, expect, I had high expectations for this team, but obviously Coach Turgeon – was fired and oh i've got some interesting news so i was on twitter last about night coach turgeon. no not about coach turgeon about an assistant on the staff uh not sure if you saw this let me look it up i was going to bring it up but i just kind of totally forgot for maryland yes maryland okay. basketball assistant coach suspended one month uh let me see if i can find the news on it yeah suspended for 30 days this was yesterday right before the game uh, Bruce Shingler, assistant, has been suspended for 30 days for violation of his employment agreement. Uh, 
Yeah. So people were doing some digging last night. And if you looked on the, you know, the people, the beat reporters, people that were covering that and saw it, because mm-hmm. I believe it came out right before the game. Uh, so it was kind of like, a hey, he's release. not on the bench. Yeah, he's not there. Uh, so people were speculating, obviously, in the, you know, in the replies on Twitter that, oh, he didn't get his vaccine. Nope. Had nothing to do with that. They're pending criminal charges right now for, uh, I guess he was trying to pick up a prostitute back in November. That ain't good. Yeah, that's not good, especially for a pretty high-profile college basketball coach. Yeah, and a team that has already had some weird situations with the coach. I mean, obviously, you fired Turgeon, and I kind of felt like it was the right move because he hasn't been that great for this team, but then they haven't really played well since then. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Danny Manning's right now the head coach, so it's it's a tough situation for the Terps. And that's usually a uh, pretty prominent basketball program, especially on the men's side. And the women's side. Yeah, yeah that, women's that's side's true, too. I do remember there. going to see them a couple times play in the tournament. I don't remember how far they ever went. but I mean, they won the national championship, I think 2002, I think it was. Men won it in 2001. So there was okay. some success there. And they're usually elite, elite eight, sweet 16, final four quality team on the women's side. Men's side hasn't been that way in about 20 years so since the national championship (laughs) since gary williams left a little bit before that probably good old gary williams i know Uh, it's a good season if they beat duke right yeah but they don't play duke anymore that's true duke Uh, won't schedule them before we hit the break uh let's talk uh conference usa basketball not really an intriguing topic but marshall back in action tonight in huntington uh facing north texas uh North Texas nine and four on the season, two and one in conference USA play. Marshall trying to get its first conference USA win tonight, seven and eight overall, zero and two in conference play. ESPN Plus game seven p.m. Uh, Marshall fell by thirteen ninety to seventy seven over Florida Atlantic, uh, but this game uh, Marshall hopefully can get back on track tonight. Nick, no, um, they have a chance. Honestly, look at the team stats, and Marshall's better in almost every category. Well, not points against, but we know the herd don't play defense. That's the Andy Antony yeah. style. But at least in points per game, like Marshall's averaging 77, but they give up 77. Um, or Yeah, 77. Um, they shoot around the same field goal percentage. Marshall has some better rebounding, better assist numbers, better block numbers. They're just on a five-game losing streak. Uh, you know, I don't I have high expectations. I think at this point, Marshall's goal it should be to – help Tavion Kinsey get his draft stock back up. Yeah, and it, it's definitely fallen pretty, pretty far. Yeah, he's had to he carry his team. potential he's, guy, and now you don't even think he's on a draft board. Uh, based on how he's played, I mean, the athleticism is off the charts. If you've ever seen you know, his Instagram highlights and his dunks that he can do. So I think he still has a shot at like a G League appearance because he's so athletic, but he's going to have to play better, I think, to have a chance to be drafted at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, Marshall's just struggling. So there's not much to really talk about in terms of intrigue on the men's side. The women's team has been actually That's, really I, good. I was about to bring that up. I said, usually I was about to, my segue was going to be, usually it's the, over the last five years, it's been the other way around, but the Marshall women's basketball team, uh, definitely finding, 
what it needs under head coach Tony Kemper. Uh, you know, I had the ability to get to know him pretty well, doing a show with him almost every week uh, during the year before the COVID shut or the year during 2019 to 2020. Um, and, you know, I think he's finally got everything he wants to run his program because you can't just take over. Even though you're an assistant, you're not running the program. He was a longtime assistant at Marshall, Colin. I'm not you probably don't know this longtime assistant under former head coach at Marshall. Uh, he the former head coach resigned. He was the next guy kind of, you know, the it's good. next guy in Within line. the program. Yeah. Yeah. It's always uh, a so safe you bet. don't have to kind of blow it up. It's always start a it safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think this was 2018. Almost took looks like over? Marshall might have to blow it up and start over. <laughs> oh, and five in their last five. Yeah, you know, Dan Dan Tenney's not going we're anywhere. We're talking women's basketball now. Marshall women's basketball I'm eight and four. Saying. Uh off to one of their best starts they've ever had. Uh, just getting scoring from everywhere, uh, especially the former Miss Kentucky in basketball, Savannah Wheeler, who was she's a top one of the recruit. best players. I, think. I was about to say she was a top recruit for Marshall coming in because she was the best women's basketball player in the state of Kentucky. So that puts you somewhere on the map of players. You know, I'm not too sure how good Kentucky is as a state overall to everybody else, but uh, she's finally finding her rhythm of third season, I believe, with the herd. Uh, 251 points on the season, shooting 85% from the free throw line, uh, 36% from three, and 45% from the floor. Uh, and then they got in some key transfers. Kendall Colclaw and Brianna Furby among them. They're both two and three in scoring leaders. Yeah, I think Wheeler definitely deserves credit for what she's done this year. She had a 40-point game. She's averaging 21 points on the season, uh, which is 13th in the nation. So uh, she's been a great player for Marshall this year. We knew she had the potential to be that, and she's definitely uh, played tremendous in her junior season. So, And they have a post player, Lorelai Roper, who doesn't score a lot, but her presence down low is, is meant a lot. She is, leads, I believe she's somewhere in the NCAA rankings in uh, well, Division I. Somewhere, well, right? somewhere <laughs> irrespectively in the rankings for rebounds. She's got 86 on the season. Uh, she also has 17 blocks. So... I mean, that's a pretty respectable number. You look at her scoring, she only has 49 total points, but she does her dirty work in the paint. Yeah, and, and the Herd haven't been to the tournament in a long time. I think 1988 for women's, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Give your good buddy a text, Jason Courier. He'll tell you real I fast. Will look it up real quick. <laughs> well, since we're talking about women's, I'll go over to West Virginia I was, women's. That's, that's Played right. last night. Hey, look, my, if you, I, I can't if you looked it. at my screen... Uh, you would see their schedule right over here. And sitting at eight and five on the year, one and two in conference play. Uh, they did. Uh, they got the win last. No, this was no. Where am I? I thought it was last night in Texas Tech, nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Last time Marshall women's basketball made the tournament. Maybe uh, twenty twenty two is the year. Uh, January twelfth. That's a, yesterday. Well, yeah, they're only NCAA tournament yeah. appearance. They've only won the conference twice. Hey, if they make the tournament, we'll have to give a call to our good buddy. Yeah. Tony Kemper? Yeah. Andrew Rogers? Tony Kemper, I've got his number off. Both. We'll have him on the show. I mean, to take a team to the NCAA tournament, it's big enough to get on the show. Yeah. Uh, switching over to WVU women's basketball, uh, they got the 64-53 win last night in Morgantown at the WVU Coliseum against Texas Tech. Uh, leading the way for WVU was uh, Madison Smith. With 15 points, 15 points from Kristen Dean. So they got two 15 point shooters on their team last night. Uh, probably key, have, scoring just about half their points. Yeah, and it was a uh, big comeback when it came to the fourth quarter. 
outscoring Texas Tech 19-7 to in the fourth quarter to get the win. First Big 12 win of the year for the uh, Lady Mountaineers. There you go. Uh, so Who do they have next? Let's look. Texas on Saturday, a ranked uh, match. That's going to be a tough one, but I think Texas just got upset last night, if I saw correctly. Yeah, they lost to Kansas at home in overtime. So... We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is the end of the segment, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, it's family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk about the Washington Wizards. They got a key player back last night, and they're kind of getting to full strength. One player out right now, uh, but now they're on a two-game win streak. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Sports Mix. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce the addition of more healthcare services and physicians at the Shepherdstown Medical Office Building. All of this is right in your backyard. Cardiology, pediatrics and primary care, behavioral medicine and psychiatry, orthopedics and sports medicine, podiatry and foot ankle surgery, Center for Diabetes and Metabolic Health, endocrinology, as well as two departments of Berkeley Medical Center, lab services and x-ray services. Make an appointment today for WVU Medicine Shepherdstown at WVUMedicine.org. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Let's go! Drink some beers! Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Nick Verzelini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here on this Thursday in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia. 
You're tuned in on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and on TV10 Comcast Channel 10 in Jefferson and Berkeley Counties and on TV10's Facebook streaming live. Uh, talk some Wizards. We kind of talked Monday and they weren't doing so well, but now they're on a two game win streak right now. Yeah, and it was back to back days that they got the wins. Yeah. You don't see that too often. Sorry. 112-106 victory over the Magic. And this this one didn't come down to the wire like the game on Tuesday did. That was a, true. That was a last-second win on Tuesday where they won 122-118. to 118. This one, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of cushion. Yeah, but they almost let it slip when I'm looking at the box score here in the... They did, but they also got a key player back that hasn't played. It was over the over a year off the court. That's Thomas Bryant. He made his return to the court after tearing his ACL on January 8th of 2021. And uh, they're kind of ramping him up, so only 11 minutes last night in the ballgame. Had six points, though. So, Shot 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be something. Bradley Beal, though, out for the second consecutive game with uh, health and safety protocols, uh, which all of it just confuses me. Uh, because he was out with health and safety protocols. Then he apparently decided, well, not apparently, he came out and said that he got the vaccine. And then now he's out again with health and safety protocols. And kind of confusing because I, you know, still was confused after that because if he, he must have not had COVID. Exposures, I think they still have to Yeah, be but I'm for, saying so like. Just could be unlocked. All I was saying was if he got the vaccine while he was out, he couldn't have had COVID. I don't know. But. Back to looking at the uh, stats, six players with uh, double digits scoring-wise. And again, Coos control, Kyle Kuzma leading the way. Are you getting that shirt made up? I don't know because I I'm sure more or less like Boston, but I really like Kuzma. He's doing really well this I year. I more or less like Boston. Yeah, that's usually this. when I follow the NBA is who I cheer for is the Celtics. But. These teams the Wizards are playing are terrible. Right, so they should seven thirty-five. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean Orlando and is seven and thirty-five. OKC is so. not much better. So they should get these wins. They were able to do that, but now it's going to get tougher. And you know, Washington's a team that again has some talent here and there. Uh, hopefully, they can get Bradley Beal back soon and and really have that full roster because they haven't had their full roster all season. Well, and. Spencer Dinwiddie started the season really good. Man, the and Lakers then he kind of just fell it. into a dark hole. And now he's kind of jumping out of that hole. I believe two now back-to-back games in double figures, 17 points last night. Uh, the Wizards put six guys in double figures last night. Uh, very spread out scoring. And uh, so with Kyle Kuzma with 19 points, 10 rebounds, he was an assist shy of a triple-double. Um, KCP with 12 points, had a double-double, 12 and 10 uh, Spencer Dinwiddie mentioned he had 17 points in over 32 minutes. Corey Kispert, uh, the rookie that Nick really likes, uh, 29 minutes, had 11 points. Uh, Montrez Harrell, 16 points and 8 rebounds in 21 minutes off the bench. Uh, Raul Neto, Neto at 21 minutes, 15 points. Uh, and they're still trying to jump Rui Hachimura, kind of you know get him adjusted back to the game after he took a leave of absence from the team prior to coming back. Uh, he, in 12 minutes last night, had three points and one assist. And then, as I mentioned, Thomas Bryan, 11 minutes on the court, six points, one assist, one rebound. So making his presence felt in a small amount of time. But a guy you really got to get going is uh, Daniel Gafford, who only played 16 minutes but was in the starting lineup 
Um, only had eight points. By the way, He's not really you guys a were scorer, talking about though. this, I did the hard work and looked up Coos Control shirts. The Lakers beat us to it. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I don't even see any Wizards ones, so maybe we can, you know, get the Wizards ones going. But, but uh, yeah, when they get Beal back, it will be the first time this season that they'll have their full roster together. Because you got to remember, like, not only Bryant was coming off injury, but Abdio was coming off injury. Hachimura wasn't playing. Um, you know, even though Dinwiddie's played all season, he was coming off injury to begin the year. Yeah, and he was on a new team, coming off of significant injuries. And you haven't had Bradley Beal due to COVID at times this year. And Washington's 22-20, and 20, so it has a lot of potential, I think, to move up to maybe the four or five seed at best. I still don't think it's a, a championship contender in Washington this year. But, again, they have pieces to be a pretty solid team. And you get Beal back, that just adds to it. So, Do you go after somebody, though? Well, again, we talked about this earlier. Like, who's really going to be available at this point? And, again, Washington's going to be kind of a middle-of-the-pack team, so their draft pick doesn't have a ton of value to it. Um, you know, who would you be really willing to part with that would have a ton of interest from other teams? Because I don't think you're going to part with Kispert. I don't think you're going to part with Kuzma. No, I think you bring Kuzma in here to build around. I think that's why you get Kuzma to begin with, because you know he has the ability to be – a star on a team and was just so, so maybe it'd be behind Abdia, everybody in the Lakers. Abdia, but I don't think Denny Avdia at this point has shown, shown enough to be trade bait. To be trade bait, he's he's decent at seven points per game, five rebounds, but I don't think anybody's going to give up a star type player to get him. And you just drafted Kispert, so I don't I don't see a deal maybe coming in terms of a star player. I mean, if you could move on from Bertanz's contract, maybe Hachimura could be the odd guy out. But I think he gives you a little bit more size. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Bryant is a guy, too, I think, that could they could move on from because he's a backup center that's definitely a capable starter. They have Gafford, who's young. But, again, who's going to be available? Who, who, would, who would Washington be able to move? And, and what would they be able to get for those players that they're willing to move on yeah. from? I don't know if there's a ton there. Yeah, and that's definitely something to look forward to in the future. Uh, the Wizards, though, now winners of three straight games for the first time since early November, 22-20 uh, and 20 right now on the season. And, uh, you know, starting to hit the stride at the right time, per se, currently sitting at ninth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they've kind of been in that six to nine range uh, most of the last month or two. And with – how many home games straight now? The well, first was in the middle six, of an eight. Yeah. They have six home games left because they were in the middle of an eight. They played two. So you feel like you're comfortable being able to hopefully continue this win streak. And but again, jump Portland's in next. That's a winnable game. But then, then you got Philly, the 76ers on Monday. Brooklyn. A two that's o'clock a, game. That's a two o'clock game because it's Martin Luther King Day. We'll have that on the air Might on Talk Radio WRNR. And listen. Yeah. Watch and listen. Yeah, listen to the radio. Watch on TV. Yeah. Old school way, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we have got to hit a break. That does it for this segment of the Sports Hooks brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, little NFL 
getting ready for the weekend. Uh, we'll have the Westwood One memorial, memorable moments of the playoffs. That's next on the Sports Mix as we close things out. Outside, ain't got a buddy named Buddy. Yeah, I ain't hating on them boys. Grew up locking their doors. There's all kinds of boys up under the sun, son. Used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. The right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case. I called Sutton and Janelle, the best lawyers you could ask for. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation. Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected. Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at suttonandjanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success it's time to roll out the carpet and bring on the mountaineers it's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country one on two takes it to a bucket layup shot good and a foul gets the bridges with the shot clock expiring he hit it for three it's time for west virginia basketball takes the ball toward the basket pulls up for a jumper and the win it is no part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 13th, 2022. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuy here, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us as we uh, get ready to wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix. Now uh, you'll hear uh, from Westwood One the memorable playoff moments. This one, a uh, pretty good one. We kind of hinted at it yesterday. Westwood One presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history. It's called the greatest game ever played. The 1958 NFL Championship at Yankee Stadium featured 12 future Hall of Famers and matched the Baltimore Colts and the New York Giants. The Colts trailed by three with under two minutes left when quarterback Johnny Unitas staged a 73-yard drive to set up a game-tying field goal. That forced the first sudden-death overtime in league history, and Unitas came through again, leading his team 80 yards to victory. Third and one to go for the championship, barking out the signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts to the win! 
Hawkins, Amici scores! Alan Amici's touchdown gave the Colts a 23-17 triumph in a game that captivated a national TV audience and elevated the NFL to new heights in popularity. With another memorable moment in NFL postseason history, I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports. And Scott Graham there with that Westwood One sports moment for memorial memorable playoff moments in the NFL. Kind of hinted at that yesterday, Nick. Yeah, greatest game ever played. I don't know if it is, but that's what it's known as. That is what it's known as. Uh, now uh, let's transition to a team that you can air, hear right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in action this Sunday night in the... Uh, End uh, the end of the Sunday triple header and uh, Ben Roethlisberger at the podium yesterday, uh, being very very honest about this team right now. Here's a about a forty second clip from the press conference. for Medicare and over The group you understand that you know we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the out of fourteen teams I think are in. We're probably number fourteen. Um, we're double digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. Like your friends posted a screen recording of FaceTime when you found out that you guys were in. What point you put on a Raiders helmet? Where did that come from? Yeah, that's a signed um, Shane Leckler and Sebastian Janikowski helmet that I had. Uh, and I put it on just for fun on the last drive, uh, just to tease my guy that was uh, we were FaceTiming with. So it, as you can see, it didn't fit very well. <laughs> There's Big Ben, the lighter side of Big Ben, as we get into potentially – most likely his last game because it's going to be an uphill battle against uh, these Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, 12 and a half point underdogs, but it's the playoffs. I still never count out the Steelers, even though they haven't had playoff success recently. Big Ben ain't going out without a fight. It almost seems like Ben's playing mind games, right? It, I like his as last he has. line he, here. He does throughout his entire career. He said, we don't have a chance, so let's just go in and play and have fun. What what player has ever said we don't have a chance before a football game? So it's definitely Ben making it seem like I think he's taking this lightly, but uh, obviously, you know, the pressure's all on KC in a lot of ways because nobody expects Pittsburgh to win. So, you know, the Steelers, while I don't give them much of a chance in this game based on what everything tells me it's still the pittsburgh steelers it's still mike tomlin it's still ben roffensberger even though he's not nearly the same player he once was so like i don't know i I mean as a ravens fan and this guy's broke my heart so many times i never count him out so i don't know yeah definitely uh now it's before we've got about a minute and a half left uh colin said some interesting uh a press release came out from the Washington football team while we were in the last break that he saw a park and party films and fireworks and fanfare event happening at FedEx field on February 4th, Friday night. That is about uh, two days after the changing of the name, obviously trying to get some pub for that. Uh, but definitely could be an interesting event. It says in addition to the park and party event, uh, there will be a variety of surprise opportunities around the DMV to uh, see this new name in action, I guess. Variety of surprise opportunities for fans to be part of the name and brand reveal across the DMV starting on February 2nd. Select new merchandises. Merchandise will also be available at the team store at FedEx Field. Yeah, and it's online just their fan fest event, 2nd. it seems like. 
Yeah, also, uh, they posted on social media two days ago, Lay's grew potatoes in the fields mixed with the grounds from FedEx Field. It's not just them, it's the entire team, or all teams, it seems like they did that with. That's got to be fake. No, it's real. I don't know. That seems like... I don't know. I like the jokes. Does that mean if I eat it, I'll tear my ACL? I was just about to get into that. If you go to those replies, you're going to have a laugh. Uh, a good laugh when you get. You always have supplies. a good laugh when That's you go true. to Washington social media. Yeah. All right, well that is to finish third in the NFCs. All right, well that does it for this edition I of mean, the they Sports have Ravens Mix. ones for Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzling, I'm Spencer Bruce. So long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.